Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we settle a million dollar bet. Cha-ching! You saying that because you think you're going to win? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. How's it going, Mark? Patrick, it is going so good. Swimmingly? Swimmingly. Yep. Um, I've, mm-hmm. I'm already counting on this million-dollar bet, so I've bought, as you can see, these solid gold gaming gloves. I was going to ask about the gaming gloves because I've never seen you wear or use the phrase gaming gloves before, but they are gold. They're very striking. They're gold... So, of course, I don't have to touch game controllers like a poor person. That's right. Because after tonight, I no longer will be poor. Uh, now, I just, uh, just to, to catch people up, we made a million dollar bet uh, based on our 2018 New Year's resolutions. We are going to review them a little bit later in the episode, determine who did the best job of keeping their resolutions, and the uh, loser owes the winner. A million dollars. One million dollars. I, of course, can barely remember what my resolutions were. So uh, Yes, I, I'm in the same boat. I'm just assuming that I've accomplished everything I set my mind to. Uh, well, and because, you know, this uh, maybe is just reflective of our mindsets, I have already uh, taken out some loans so that I can afford to pay the million dollars that I expect I will have to uh, get, give to you. I've also sold everything that I've ever owned and come up way shy of a million dollars. Well, I'm just counting on that age-old phrase, pride comes before the million dollars. So It's exactly how the saying goes. Can't wait. Uh, but you know what else comes before a million dollars? Sonic Forces. Sonic Forces! Um, if you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, you should email us at NintendoCartridgeSociety at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. I put this thing in the mail. It gets to you or gets towards you. I don't know. I trust the mail, I guess. Uh, and then you play it for as long as you want, and then you send it back, and I pay for the return postage. No cost to you. Uh, none. Uh, here's something that also won't cost you anything. You should email us to help us determine which franchise has the best presence in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. How many franchises are in this game, Mark? Like a million? At least. At least a million. Uh, so you should you should get in there. Tell us why Metal Gear has the best presence in that in this game, or why there's no way we should count Earthbound as being uh, an impressive contributor. Yeah, to maybe Smash you Ultimate. really love that polar bear in uh, Ice Climbers. Yeah, yeah, that polar bear is great. I would support that play 100. percent And you gotta get your thoughts into us fast because yeah. one week from today we're releasing this episode. Mm-hmm. And we recorded even sooner than that. So you right. have precious few days. You got to do it. Look, if you're like, I'll get to it later this weekend. No, you get to it now. Remember, it's a new year. Yeah. Fresh starts. Procrastination was so 2018. Right. You're not into that anymore. You're a go-getter. And you're look, active. And look, I'm, I'm bad at resolutions. I think this is something that we've already established. I'm going to fall back on old patterns, which means I'm just going to say Mega Man contributed the best to this if you don't stop me. So do your part, you know, get in there, send us an email, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com and let us know. Um, we got, got an email actually about uh, a previous episode that we did, which is now a, a couple weeks ago at this point. Our ranking from the, uh, or when we put the Mario characters into tiers, we got uh, an email from uh, listener Colin. Colin says, fellas, once again, listening to the development of a list unfold before before my ears was both equally enjoyable and painful. IMO, in my opinion, a fair concession could be to move Rosalina and Toad up to B tier while moving all the Ds up to C, effectively eliminating one tier. Uh, I mean, we liked having that D tier. I needed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a tier below D tier, didn't we? we yeah, just we had, had trash tier. Yeah, trash right. tier. But uh, Rosalina did end up in C tier. Along with Toad. Right. Which Toad started in A tier. <laughs> a, a, a mite controversial. And then we moved him down, and then we moved him down. Um, 
uh, Colin goes on to say, I think there's an incredibly strong case to move Luigi down to B as well and move Toad to A. <clears throat> he says, I challenge you to answer these questions. Now, we've got some numbered questions here, Mark. Are you ready to answer them? I am. Okay, question number one. Importance. How many core entries in the Mario series has Toad played a bigger role than Luigi? How many? I mean, what is that, like, in what way? Well, okay. We can, so, okay, it, it, games where they are both playable characters. Uh-huh. Toss uh, those out, Toss right? those out. So mm-hmm. just Mario 2 and Super Mario 3D World. <laughs> Look, I mean, like, if you're playing the second player in the Super Mario Brothers, yeah. Luigi's the one who saves the princess. He could be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, in any of these cases, if you are a little brother, Luigi is an A-tier character all the way. Yeah, it's it's uh, equally important. And I think, like, you know, I, I, maybe what he's driving at is, like, Super Mario 64. Uh, there are toads in that game, but there is no Luigi. Oh, I mean, I think he has a really solid point. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like you were arguing against it. Well, sure, but that was just to determine the strength of the argument, and I think we ah. found it to be very sound. Okay. Uh, number two, relevance. What is the name of the kingdom where the Mario series takes place? Mushroom Kingdom. Luigi Kingdom, we all know this. Uh, n- number three, cuteness. Let's be honest with ourselves here. This is a fair point. Well, I, f- I think this is just a matter of taste. About uh, Toad? Toad is a cute character. Toad, I mean, but like, Luigi's cute in his own way. Some people like awkward guys. Yeah, no, and I won't argue with you there. He's a wallflower. I think in terms of With a little bit of an attitude. I don't think anyone is going to put Luigi and Toad up against each other and say, we need to debate which one of these is cuter than the other. I think he's just saying to move uh, uh, Toad up, Uh we must take his cuteness into consideration. I mean, that's fair. That is is fair. Um, I think we just got a little bit gun-shy about including three different Toad characters in the same tier. Right? I think you're right. Because uh, we can also agree that Toadette and Captain Toad are cuter Toads than Toad. Yes, for sure. Which means they are cuter than Luigi. But cuteness isn't the only factor. No. We are tempering ourselves. We do lean on cuteness a lot. I will refer you to our Pokemon starter conversation. Uh, And then point number four, consistency. I urge you not to let nepotism influence your opinion of Luigi. He should be a tier below Mario, just the same as Waluigi uh, is a tier below Wario. He is absolutely the Donnie Wahlberg of the equation, uh, who has the name recognition, but is in a different celebrity status from Mark. I mean, Wahlberg. Oh, <laughs> not, <laughs> not, to think not about from that. you. <laughs> uh, Colin is hitting us with a lot of really good points. <sighs> I don't know. Here's the thing. Uh, Waluigi, Waluigi's relationship to Wario, I feel like that comes nowhere near the relationship between Mario and Luigi. I, I mean, I think that's fair, but his point that how many Toad games are there? Mm, well, no, how many? There none? are no like there are no Toad like games. straight up Toad games. There's a Captain Toad game, and there and which that's part of the reason why. Well, actually, no, the reason why we put him up is because he's so adorable. He's so cute. <laughs> but having a game strengthens that adorableness, right? A game that was released on three different Nintendo platforms. Luigi has a game. He's got a series, yeah, mm-hmm. and he had the old Mario is Missing, which was a Luigi only game. Not, mean, a, not a good game. And he, there was also uh like. New Super Luigi Brothers yeah. U or whatever it was called. Yeah, the brother isn't in there. Oh, gotcha. Just new, new Super, Super Luigi. There was a year of Luigi. There was a whole year of Luigi. I, okay. I talked myself around into agreeing with our list again. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I, don't th- I will say, however, I don't think we uh, said it was definitive. Oh, uh, that's a... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember what we said uh, uh, in regards to the definitiveness of, of those character rankings. If you remember, yeah. <laughs> if, we, if we made that list definitive or not, let us know. Uh, yeah, you can write to us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Here's the thing. I do think uh, that Rosalina was too low on our list, and I didn't fight strong enough, hard enough for her. That's right. It was totally your fault. It w- you just uh, totally abdicated any responsibility. Who, me? I don't know why I've got a low status in this episode. <laughs> I don't think I like it. All right, Mark, let's move into our, our main uh, topic here and talk about our New Year's resolutions from 2018. 
Sorry, sorry, just a second. I've invited my extended family into the room so oh, they can hello. see me uh, get the oversized million dollar check. Well, okay. It's Can you tell that I've got that folded up in my pants pocket? <laughs> I mean, you are sitting uh, tilted <laughs> yeah. extremely to one side. I mean, it, it's, it's a thick cardboard, first of all. But second of all, if I had to fold it like 30 times. Did it take you and Sarah, like, putting yeah, both, all of your right. weight onto it? To that's right. We had to it bring it out times. to the street and, like, run the car over it to fold it. Well, thank you for your effort. <laughs> you are welcome. So, a uh, million dollars is on the line. We each made four resolutions for 2018. Uh, I think maybe what we should do is just introduce the resolution and then talk about whether or not we achieved it, in what way we achieved it, and in what way we are perfect at achieving resolutions. I will go first. Okay. My first resolutions was fighting games. Get good, go to Evo, follow event hubs, and uh, just commit to a fighting game. I did not get good. I did not go to Evo. Uh, I maybe went to event hubs a couple times. Uh, I would say that I did not achieve this one. Even though there was a fighting game that I was very excited about that came out this last year, a bunch, um, but I'm referring specifically to Pocket Rumble. Um, I played Pocket Rumble for less than a weekend and then didn't pick it up again. If you did like a, a tag cloud of all of the show tags, yeah, we did in our first two years yeah. pocket rumble would be very prominent we it talked would about be pocket huge rumble it would lot. be up there with wario's woods and star <laughs> tropics and long time listeners know that means we talked about it a lot, a lot. <laughs> uh but yeah i you know outside of um smash brothers here at the end of the year and uh you know when we were like kind of doing research into other smash like games i would say that i have not spent a ton of time playing fighting games this year so i would say i did not accomplish this one so my first resolution was, let me see here, defeat backlog. Yeah. How's how's that going? How, how's how's your backlog, Mark? Um, oof, it's gotten worse. Oh, your mother just stormed out of my apartment. Mom, <laughs> no, it's just the first resolution. There's still so many more to go. Okay, well. We'll see if the rest of your family sticks around as we keep going. Uh, uh, what, what, what was in your backlog? What was like holding you up that made you think, I should make this a resolution? I don't... Do you even remember? <laughs> no, I don't even really remember. Like, I, I didn't finish um, like SteamWorld Dig 2. Yeah. I never finished uh, Golf Story. Like, these are all games that I enjoyed. But And part of it was like, I didn't want to buy games and not finish them and just like continually buy them. Yeah. But... That definitely happened all over the place this year. You know, yeah. like there are so many, like I really, really, really enjoy uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, but I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. You know, that. Uh, yeah, if anything, my backlog has uh, just like expanded exponentially this year. Right. Okay. So, so far we are, we are O and O. Uh-huh. Uh, so well, I, I'll, here's, here, here's my next one. <clears throat> Resolution number two. Use creation tools. So this was in regards to, uh, specifically, I was looking forward to the release of Dreams on uh, PlayStation 4. Uh, that game never came out. Um, it will still come out someday. Um, and uh, some sort of uh, like new release of Mario Maker was something I was like looking forward to and thinking that I would get to use those user-generated uh, you know, creation tools in a game. Neither of those games came out. So I'm I'm not going to say that uh you know the system failed me cuz I could have gone back to my Wii U or I could have played uh, Mario Maker on the 3DS and RPG Maker came Fez came out for or maybe just RPG Maker came out for the 3DS. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did not make anything in a video game this year what about labo does labo count i don't think so okay, do great. you think it does no but i, I mean because was... because that's that's pretty uh that's pretty prescriptive uh creation yeah um yeah i i used no creativity in any video game that i played this year none and i mean labo actually is an opportunity to use it for like there's the Labo Garage and like all of that like programming and logic stuff. I didn't even really play the Labo piano that much, and I'm a musician. <laughs> like I just didn't. I just did not use any of the creation tools that were put in front of me this year. Uh, we did play Wii Music this past year. 
we did do that. Um, I, I don't want to count that. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun playing We Music with you for the afternoon that we did that. And it, it's not really creation yeah, per it's se. It's sort of remixing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my second one. So we're saying no for that. Yeah. All right. So things yep. are looking up. Um, oh, y- your mother's co- come back in. She's the barometer oh, for whether special. things are going well or poorly. Um, okay, so my second resolution was to try new games. Mm. Sports sims. New new types of games. Yeah, y- yeah, yes, exactly. Like, sports sims was an example. Um, the Sims, if that came to Switch, was an example. Uh, I don't... You kind of rebought a couple games this year, right? Like... Wait. Diablo and yeah. Dark Souls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, so, yeah, I feel like this is another one that I did not do particularly good at. Like, mm. I would say I failed at this. Um, I did play new types of games. You know, again, Labos potentially saving both of us on this. But it, it's not like I, like, sought them out. Yeah. Right? I didn't, like, challenge myself by being like, I'm going to learn how to play tactical military simulations. Yeah, or you like know? an NHL game or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, um, no, I would say no. At this point, I'm kind of looking for a receipt for golden gamer gloves. I feel like I'm not sure that's one of the things that once you take it out of the box. Yeah, here. well, and I mean, you've been wearing them this whole time, and I'm keeping it warm in the apartment because it's kind of cold outside. I'm sure you are sweating in those gold gloves. All right. Um, a, so oh, yeah. and, and now your father is? So long, Mr. Mitchell. Oh, Dad, come on. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, so neither of mine so far. Okay, so we are both 0 for 2 at this point. <clears throat> My third resolution for 2018 was to figure out my relationship with Amiibo. Now, this is one where I just had, to, had, just had to decide. Yeah. Am I an Amiibo collector? Do I buy every Amiibo that comes out? Or can I just, like, cut it off and be like, okay, enough is enough? Yeah, or are you in between? Are you just, like, a casual Amiibo fan? Right. Do you I've, buy the ones that tickle your fancy? Do you let the other ones go to waste? Go, to waste, you say? <laughs> this is one where I feel like I got closer than anything else uh, that, that we've mentioned so far. I still am sort of on the um, like collector side of having a casual relationship with them. I think there's only a, a handful of Amiibo that came out this year that I didn't buy. I didn't buy the Smash Inkling Girl. Um, and there must have... I'm trying to remember what all Amiibo came out this year. Uh, the Solar of Astoria. Oh, yeah. I did, I, did, I did not get... Uh, From the, Dark Souls. The Dark Souls Amiibo. Um. Also, this was a lighter year yeah, for Amiibo. It, it feels like. Yeah. Uh. But like, uh, at, at present, I do not have the forthcoming Smash Amiibo pre-ordered. Um. I bought Wolf and um Ridley, but you know, like uh, the Piranha Plant and Pichu and Young Link. Um. But those are all those are characters that are intriguing to me. I probably will end up buying some of them. Um. But I I guess uh I am a little bit at peace with my. Uh, I'm not like a hardcore collector of them, but I'm not, uh, I, you know, I have more than a, a casual interest in them. I think one place where I may have uh, confused myself or like taken some clarity away was uh, when Starlink came out and I bought the starter set and was momentarily very excited about the R-Wing and these toys. Uh, and, you know, these aren't Amiibo, um, but I've for a brief moment was like, I could buy a couple more of these and have just like one more ship or two more ships and a couple more pilots. And then ended up like not buying any of them. And I sort of stopped playing Starlink altogether. Um, so that's not Amiibo, but like, it's not, not Amiibo. Um, and I did not figure out my relationship with it. Uh, so I would say this is one that I maybe got 25% on maybe. And that might be generous. We may just want to chalk it up as a, as, as a no. What do you think, Mark? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I feel like, um, well, I'll let you call it because you're the one that had to figure out your relationship with Amiibo. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll I'll give myself I'll give myself a, a half point on this. Okay, all right. So this one. next one, right? I'm cracking my knuckles because I'm feeling pretty good. Can you hear them through the gold gamer gloves? 
<laughs> no, it muffles sound marvelously. Uh, play games in new ways. Yeah, so this was what, in regard to like speedrunning stuff? Or... No, it was like in an RPG, mm-hmm. don't always play a mage or don't always, you know, uh, play a stealth character. Yeah, sure. Like, uh, experience be evil in a Bethesda RPG. You know, sure. like do yeah, the yeah. things in games that I normally don't do because I'm so I'm very worried about like play, experiencing them in a very uh, precise way. It's like going to a restaurant and ordering that you've been to before and just ordering the same thing over and over because you're like, well, I know I like this, so I'm just going to uh, order the stealthy mage. Right. Um. So I would say that I made a conscious effort to do this sometimes. And when I did, for the most part, it was like a positive experience, Mm -hmm. but it is a little uncomfortable. Like it's surprisingly uncomfortable, especially when we've talked about a ton of times, we don't have a, a lot of free time to play video games. Right. And so when you do a lot of, it's a comfort thing. You want to play, you want to have fun. And it is very comfortable to just play how I've always played them. So this one, I feel like I didn't fully achieve. So this may be another partial credit is what you're saying? Yeah. Because I, I, I tried and like I did it a few times. But what, what, what do you think were your big successes in uh, playing games different ways? Um, I think when we were playing and of like the Diablo three mm-hmm. that we played, I chose like a different class than I normally do. Um, so that was a big one. Um, uh, I got Eevee instead of Pikachu in Pokemon Let's Go. I don't uh-huh. want to pat myself on the back too hard for that one. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You're gonna with these you're gonna heavy wear the gold gloves. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you, you uh, half point on that one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, At so... At least, like, A for effort. Sure. A C for achievement. Execution, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we are both 0. 0.5 out of 3 uh, at the moment. My final solo resolution for 2018, uh, it just says Earthbound here. Um, I, I don't really remember what this resolution was. I was listening to this episode earlier. And yeah. I think it was that you were going to play through mm. Earthbound. Did not happen. <laughs> uh, I've, I have access to this game on the Super NES Classic. I have access to it on the new 3DS. I have not played it. I do, the last time I played this game was in my friend Ryan's uh, childhood bedroom. Uh, we were both children at the time. <laughs> Uh, and I don't remember much of it. Uh, I did a poor job of even psyching myself up to play Earthbound. So, uh, nope, uh, a- absolute failure on this one for so me. So I, I don't, I don't think the mics are picking it up. But my my entire family at this point is sl- like lightly chanting Mark, Mark. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think excited. I think we're getting I think we're getting some of it because they're they're seeing the writing on the wall. They know that if you achieved. Uh, your next goal in any capacity that you will walk away with a million dollars. We do still have a shared resolution That's to, get, right. to get to after this. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, let's let let's see let's see how, right, how let you did. See here, pulling out my opera glasses. Just a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I have rich eyes now, so it's more difficult to uh, see things. And th- those are gold as well. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's, uh, can, it's, can it's you set. see? Can it's you see set. through the gold lenses? Uh, you can't really, but like, it doesn't matter when right. you're wealthy. Right. You don't need to see good when you look good. Too true. Uh, okay. So here it is. Get. Oh. Um, this is unfortunate. Get into fan translations. Oh. I I'm recalling it now. My resolution, of course, was to. Um, Get into fan translations. So what? What did? What did? What, Play what did games. You, what did that, you think you meant with this? I, I, like uh, games that were never localized in English. Sure. Get your second in set to three. Yeah. Exactly. Mother three. Exactly. You know, find those fan translations. Figure out how to hatch them into the game so I could experience um, police knots, for instance. You know. Yeah. Um, now this is one, while I didn't get into any fan translations myself, like of, of games, I did get really into 
um, the uh, Kotaku video series on the uh, translation localization of Final Fantasy VII. Um, and that was very interesting, and I liked that a lot, but I didn't actually play any uh, games that with, with fan translations. I mean, yeah, I... And uh, you didn't even do that. I didn't. I didn't do any of this. Uh, I. I also, after you brought it up on one of our shows, um, the Found in Translation video series that Tim Rogers did for uh, Kotaku. Yeah. It's um, yeah. So I, I watched a couple of episodes of that, but um, yeah, I. I. I didn't do this at all. Okay. Well, y- your family has straight up vanished. I didn't even see them leave the room. But they are not here anymore. Yeah, that's disappointing for all of us. Okay, so uh, at, at, at this point, we are tied 0.5 to 0.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have one more resolution to go. Uh, it is one that we shared. Uh, we had a stated goal to play the original Final Fantasy together because we played a little bit of it uh, on the NES Classic. Um, and Mark, how did we do on that one? Uh, I don't think we turned it off. I don't on. think we turned it I off. I don't even think, I don't know that we brought it up ever. <laughs> Maybe joking in June that like, oh, right, we made that one of our resolutions. We will definitely get to that in the next six months. But Right, but instead we played East of West for a while or something. <laughs> uh, okay, so, hmm. I mean, I guess we exchange a million dollars. Okay. Um, well, I brought this giant check. I was going to, uh, if I can find my mom, I'll ask if I can. They're gone, it. Mark. Your family is gone. Can they I... will likely never speak to you again. Oh, sorry. I'm just going to rip a piece of paper. <laughs> are you, you going to write an IOU? I'm going to write an IOU. I'm good for it. <laughs> Why don't you just give me the gold uh, gloves and I'll give you this giant check. <laughs> is that fair? How much did you pay for those things? Uh, $999,999.99. All right, I'll make that trade. I'll make that trade right okay, now. Okay, all right, great. Sorry, these are really heavy. Yeah. But exchange. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that is heavy and sounds a lot like flesh hitting glass. <laughs> all right, Mark, those are our resolutions from 2018. I think it makes sense now that we not set resolutions for 2019. What do I you think, think? I think so too. <laughs> What a nightmare resolutions are. Yeah. I mean, are you uh, like elsewhere in your life setting resolutions for the new year? No, I'm not a sucker. You, I, I, you aren't not a sucker, though. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, uh, not, neither am I. Um, okay, so what should, how, how do we wrap up the year that is 2019-18 without you know, looking ahead to the new year? Well, uh, we could talk about the games that we enjoyed playing. Let's do that. Uh, we both made little lists of games that we uh, enjoyed playing this year. Um, Mark, why don't, why don't you start us off? Okay, so my list, yeah, is just games that maybe they didn't come out this year. Mm, okay. But I played them, or I played them a lot, or I played them more, and they're games that I just really enjoyed in 2018. My first one is Katamari Damacy Reroll. Yeah. Sneak it in right here at the end of 2018. Oh, I've got a sneaker. I've been playing it for the past uh, week or so. And, man, it's just... I, I never played Katamari Damacy before. It's really fun. It's a really, really good game. Everything about it is, um, like, playful. It feels like a Nintendo game that's not on a Nintendo platform. Sure. Basically. Or that was not developed by Nintendo. Right. Um, It... Is, has a very simple mechanic that is challenging but rewarding. The music is amazing. The design is amazing. Uh, it's very like fun and playful. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's basically everything I like in video games. Right. And I'm really, really glad that I had an opportunity to play it. Uh, that's great. Um, my uh, squeaking in at the end of the year here is Guacamelee 2. As long as we're both talking about games that we just talked about in the last episode. Uh, I really liked Guacamelee 2. I thought its jokes were better. I thought the platforming was better. Um, It was maybe even a tighter experience. I feel like I probably ended up sinking, uh, you know, closer to a dozen hours into the original just to get through the campaign. Um, And this one was just a lot neater uh, than than that. Um, There is a portion in this game where 
you go into it's it's all about going into different timelines and different like universes and there's one timeline that is the dankest timeline uh where uh the the first game was criticized in some circles for having like meme humor in it um and this is just full of like dumb bad memes like doubling down on it yeah just way doubling down on it and then there are all these like npcs in there who they clearly just went to message boards and YouTube comments and took the usernames and like the criticisms that people were like, oh, is that that dumb game with the with the memes? Uh, that's oh, it was played out in 2014 or whatever, um, and just like put that dialogue in these characters' mouths. So just like a doubling down on it and b making fun of the people who were like, I'm not going to play that game because it's got stupid jokes in it. Uh, and boy, did I love that! <laughs> like it's just so self-aware and just so fun. Um, you know, if uh, I love Drinkbox as a studio, uh, they make good games. Uh, the last three of them that I've played have all been great, both Guacamelees and Severed. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that 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 for me right here at the end of the year was a, a great game. So um, my next is Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Yeah, uh, I talked about it. Oh, I've talked about it a lot. We had like a whole episode on it. But basically, it's, for me, the perfect Pokemon game. We talked about how it's fairly short, like it's fairly condensed. I haven't finished it yet, but I have enjoyed it, like the the clip that it yeah. um, goes through the story. It's very soothing. Like, I like just being in the world of this game. I love that there's no random battles. I like the new Pokemon catch mechanic where you don't have to whittle down their health, where it's just like the Pokemon Go type thing. Uh, I am more interested in the Let's Go series if it becomes multiple games than I am in a full mainline yeah. Pokemon game at this point. Yeah, well, that that that's really interesting. But I think that makes sense. Like that it doesn't uh, like Pokemon's never to me really felt like a stressful series. But like some of the demands that the series can make, like normally can make on a player, are pretty extreme. And like you got to juggle a lot of things in your head even if the RPG mechanics are pretty straightforward. Um, and it's nice to see them kind of lean into the, like, nah, you know what, just hang out and have fun, you know, collecting Pokemon. Yeah, and it really amplifies the stuff that I like about Pokemon and yeah. de-emphasizes, the th- Excuse me. de-emphasizes the things I don't really care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, it, yeah, I think that's evident from the little bit of time I've spent with it as well. Um, and the, the next game on my list is also uh, the big nintendo game at the end of the year super smash brothers ultimate um holy cow unlocking all the characters in this game has been a blast i'm really enjoying world of light i know it's not everyone's cup of tea um but you know i i I, i'm very much enjoying this game and it is everything that i sort of wanted a smash brothers game to be yeah yeah uh i completely agree it made my list in like an honorable mention yeah type capacity only because it does feel like the perfect Smash Brothers game, yeah, which is amazing. That is a marvel, right, right, right. But you're like, we've had Smash Brothers games before, a little bit, yeah. Uh, and I, I get that. Um, but for me, the the way that they've been able to sort of like balance everything in a way where every the game is so full of content and the fact that every character seems viable to me uh is very exciting and even the even the characters that should feel very samey like link to young link they play so differently now that like i don't know the the variety seems uh true and it seems like it's all valid like um i I was playing as pichu the other day and like that's great playing as Pete. Like, that's he's kind of a joke character who hurts himself every time he uses a special move, and like, yeah, it's 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 just been a satisfying experience for me on on every level, and it, I know that I'm going to be playing it forever. Yeah, it really is a game that fe- feels like it shouldn't be able to exist. Yeah, you t- totally. I mean, there's going to be DLC for this thing too. I'm I'm excited, so excited to see uh, what it's going to be like playing the game next year. So my next game is Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. This is another game that has existed in the world for quite some time. Yes. But, uh, and we even did an episode on it when we played it on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. This is my first time going through it solo and making it from the beginning to the end. And man, like, it's such an amazing game. Yeah. Where Are you playing the uh, funky mode at all? 
No, I did not. I mean, I did play try a little bit of the funky mode, and it's it's great for some of like the more challenging levels. If you're yeah. like, and it's not a win button. Like in when the platforming gets hard, funky mode won't entirely save you. Right, but it, you still gotta kind of play it. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does definitely make things easier. No, I've been mostly playing as a like donkey, uh, Diddy combination. Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 sorry, not Diddy, oh. D- Dixie. Less classic. <laughs> I like her little extra like jump. Oh yeah, that, that she's she got has. like that extra little arc to it. Yeah, I find yeah. it very helpful. But man, like uh, again, the platforming is great. Music's phenomenal. The music is incredible. Yeah, uh, it's the complete package. Yeah. Um. Well, what what a great game and what. I'm I'm happy you mentioned it. Um, my, next on my list is Mega Man 11, uh, a, a game that I feel like came and went uh, in the sort of uh, you know gaming sphere uh, without too much conversation and maybe uh, even a little bit of disappointment um, that like the game did something new in the in the gear system, but not uh, not like actually super new. Like it still feels very much like a an 8-bit Mega Man game. Um, but man, I love 8-bit Mega Man games and the, like the design of, of this game is so good and so smart and the levels are enormous. Um, like there's just, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of content here and I just, I love the way the game looks. I'm super excited to see what Mega Man 12 will look like. Um, if it's just this again with eight new robot masters, I'm there. Um, and like, I don't know, everything, all the levels have so much personality um and like weird little stories woven into the background of like what's actually happening and i just really really liked mega man 11 I was 100 percent satisfied with it a little bit of a retro platformer that i really enjoyed or retro style anyways was celeste mm-hmm. like another game has amazing music it's like a theme for my right games that i really enjoyed this Mark year just needs amazing music it helps a lot uh celeste is Two things I really liked about Celeste. The platforming is really satisfying. It's another one where the mechanics are very simple. Mm-hmm. Like, the game doesn't pile on abilities or anything like that. It's basically like you can jump, double jump, and cling to walls. And then eventually you can, like, jump multiple times. That's pretty much it that yeah. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, and the game is super challenging, which I normally don't go for. Yeah. But it's challenging in like a satisfying and fun way. And yes, I did have to turn on the assist mode at the very end because I got so frustrated with one jump. Really close to the end that I was just like, whatever. I'm I whatever, just, give it to me. I just need to finish this game. Um But it's really fair in its difficulty, mm-hmm. I feel like, even when it is frust- like frustrating because I'm not executing well. And also it has a really interesting story. That normally in video games, I don't care about the story at all. But this one, it doesn't overstay its welcome. When it has like the story moments or the cutscenes, they're brief, they're to the point. But it, it, the brevity doesn't uh, like sacrifice any of the emotional aspects of it. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a really incredible game. Uh, so Celeste is on my list of games that I didn't get into, but regret not getting into. Um, I, I, never purchased it or uh, even really tried it uh, even though I only hear good things about it and from you specifically um, but it was one of those things uh, maybe it was coming out around a time that there were like other games or something like that where I was like ah Mark's got this one um, but that is a, a 2018 game that I expect to talk about in 2019 um, I guess on a similar like retro throwback line you know I was going to talk about the messenger at some point here um loved the messenger I love the switch from the ninja gaiden uh style gameplay to a more open world like metroidvania uh thing that happens like halfway through um I think the game is paced exceptionally well uh because by the time that I was heading to the final boss I had already like 100%ed everything um, there was no, uh, like there was a lot of content in the game, but it didn't feel like any of it was, uh, going back after I'd already finished it. Right. Um, and there's, uh, the, uh, free DLC, uh, pack that's coming out this year. Um, and I just, I, this is another game that has great music, uh, and awesome art and 
super good writing um was is funny all the way through uh i i really really like the messenger uh another game on my list super mario odyssey so okay yeah little like little bit of a cheat maybe the thing is when we played it when it was originally released i liked it but but also hated it no i didn't hate it but i just didn't i uh, I don't know. I w- didn't find the joy in it that I found in the Galaxy games. Yeah, sure. Which was kind of what I was hoping for, that this would be like what Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is, where this is like the ultimate Mario game. Yeah. And it was missing some of that for me. And it wasn't until the past few months that I've returned to it when we ranked the kingdoms, when we, uh, but yeah, specifically like when we ranked the kingdoms, yeah. that I was just playing around in the different areas. Uh, I had finished the game, and so like a bunch of new moons had shown up in every level. And I think part of it was that I was taking it at a slower pace instead of just trying to like shotgun through it. And part of it was maybe just like the mindset I was in. I I don't really know. I don't really know how to explain it. But I'm in. I am appreciating that game on levels that I wasn't appreciating it before. Yeah, sure. And so, uh, man, it's a really good game, and all the stuff I loved about it before is still there. And the some of the stuff that I didn't like about it as much like i felt like some of the worlds were too empty and i felt like uh i was missing some of like the more course-based mario platforming uh for whatever reason that the stuff that bothered me about it the first time now that i'm returning to it like a year later uh, i don't i don't see them as flaws anymore yeah well and i do think that some of that uh some of that course-based platforming stuff is present in the game when you uh like start going back for those the moons that unlock after you beat Bowser. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh okay. Um what do what do I have left here on my list? Oh, Overcooked 2. Um not really much to say about this other than uh you know, the original Overcooked is great and it was great on Switch and the sequel is great and great on Switch. Um the one thing that like holds me back from being even more enthusiastic about Overcooked 2 is that it is a game that stresses me out, uh, and I you have to play it with another person. So like, you get stressed out, and you're playing with another person. I'm always playing with Sarah, basically, um, and she's very good at it, and I'm very good at it, and it just means that we both have to be. It's it's a game where you're on, right? It is the anti Pokemon. Let's go, right? Um, it is a stressful experience, and like wonderful when you're doing it, and wonderful when you're like yelling at each other and laughing. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I have to like work myself up to like, all right, Patrick, get ready. You're gonna play Overcooked too now. Um, so uh, yeah, solid recommend on that. My last one is a game that is very old, and but I really only played for the first time this year thanks to the NES Switch Online. It is Doctor Mario. Doctor Mario. What a great game! It is such a good game. Again. Music is wonderful. Music is wonderful, both chill and uh-huh. whatever the other one is. Fever. Fever. Yeah. It's going to say hot. I mean, stick with the chill, but <laughs> they're both good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, I am not super into puzzle games. Or if somebody was like, Mark, are you into puzzle games? I would not say yes, absolutely. But it's addicting. Again, the mechanics are easy, but it's challenging. Yeah. It, I, I mean, it's, Do- it's Dr. A perfect Mario game. Yeah, is, is basically a perfect game. Um, what a great pick. My my last on, on my list of um, games that I loved playing this year uh, is could also go on my other list of like games that I want to get back to badly. Octopath Traveler. Man, uh, the just the, the presentation of that game and like the combat in that game were so cool and so satisfying. I totally forgot it came out this year. You, right? Um it, it's and like I, I know it suffers from um having too much dialogue right uh and like it is a game that definitely puts you in a place where you're like i'd like to skip this part of the story you know it says as you're collecting the uh eight characters initially like do you want to skip the this first chapter and at first i was like no man never skip the first chapter play it all after like three of those i was like yeah skip the first- i can't skip it fast I enough not skip it fast enough um but like everything about the way the game actually plays is so good and so perfect and like the the leveling system with the uh, jobs and uh how they learn skills is just so satisfying um 
that uh, that that's a game that I badly want to get back to. Yeah, I really I similarly enjoyed my time with it, and I haven't made it to the third chapter for any character, so I yeah. know I still have a ways to go. And yeah, I should get back into it too. Um, I wonder if that is a game that will be easy to pick back up or impossible. <laughs> I can't even remember where I was heading to. No, I don't remember any of the characters' names. Cyrus is that one? Alfie. Uh, so, uh, as, as are you through with, with your list? Um, so I, I also have, uh, like I said, games that I want to get back to. Um, I already mentioned, um, or get to, or get back to, uh, I already mentioned Celeste, um, into the breach, uh, was that, is that, uh, really tight, um, you know, like, uh, five by five grid, uh, turn-based strategy game where everything like every turn like the whole map changes and like it's chaotic and it's so cool the art style is awesome and the uh like whole concept or the whole premise of the game is that you're sending you know one dude back in time every time you die to like try and fix it to like save the earth again um just so super cool um and i liked it a lot and i don't really know why i played it for a weekend and then never went back um, it is on, if, if I were making resolutions and I have learned my lesson, so I am not, uh, it would be to play more into the breach in 2019. Um, Starlink battle for Atlas I've got on this list. Oh, that, interesting. Yeah. I want to get back to it. Um, if only to give it another shot, uh, I, I'm not going to now like make the, I want to get to it and play through it. I want to just like, uh, go to it again and sink another couple hours into it and see if it grabs me uh and if it does or if it doesn't either way is fine it's just such an interesting game and a weird concept and it loves me the star fox so like yeah uh also on this list are dead cells and hollow knight um was such a good crazy year for um indie games coming to switch and those these are all like the kind of indie game that i want to play and like that you know 10, 10 years ago, I was like, why don't they make games like this anymore? Uh, and then 2018 was like, here's Celeste, Dead Cells, uh, Hollow Knight, Guacamelee 2, Mega Man 11, and The Messenger. Yeah. And I, and I was like, okay, I'll play half of those. Yeah, indie developers were also like, why don't they make those anymore? Oh, I will just do it. Yeah. So that's uh, that. all of those games, uh, you know, want to want to get back to. Um, Mark, did you play any games on not nintendo platforms this i year? actually don't really think i did this year i only played a few um god of war which was great um and detroit become human which i like despite its flaws <laughs> um and then i also i picked up a a playstation vr unit this year uh and have really been enjoying moss and i've got astrobot uh rescue mission um waiting i haven't tried it yet um but yeah i i mean all in all i think uh a good year for games um it's maybe a little weird coming off the switches 2017 which had like two of the greatest games ever made uh, and then a bunch of other really good ones yeah it feels especially on for nintendo like a Mm -hmm. quieter year but looking back on uh, i actually really enjoyed compiling this list because there were a lot of great games that i played and kind of forgot about yeah 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 i uh had Kirby Star Allies on my list until as we were talking, I was just like, I'm going to take that off. But I did. I really liked playing that game and playing it multiplayer was uh, super fun. And yeah, I think that was my mistake is I have never played it multiplayer. I all played it solo and I thought it was fine. Yeah. I put like Mario Tennis Aces in that same category. Yep. Where it's like, this is a game I played. I liked it or I maybe even liked playing Mario Tennis Aces more than I liked uh, Kirby Star Allies, but neither of them or something I've like returned to. Yeah, I Tennis Aces feels to me like the uh like it just got such good the the content of it is so good it's just not quite packaged in a way that is. Yeah, and I found the mechanics really fun. Yeah, com- mechanics are awesome. I think part of it was I've had such trouble getting online with that game for whatever reason, yeah. so like I couldn't participate in the tournaments. And so I just kind of lost interest after a while. Uh, so those were our favorite games from 2018. What were yours? Um, we would love to know uh, all of that. Because, look, we didn't play all the games. Yeah, and actually, sorry, I'm going to put one honorable mention on it, is Labo. Yeah. It's another one that I'd, like, forget about. But when we 
are playing it when we were building them together yeah it was so much fun yeah. such a cool experience and we should go back and fit because there's uh, still a bunch of the the two kits that i have that <clears throat> we never finished uh because it takes a long time to build them <laughs> all right great uh mark let us close out this segment here All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. I think before I interrupted you before, you were going to mm. solicit from listeners what their favorite games of 2018 were. Yeah, but I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> no, you should email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Uh, and, you know, you can also uh, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out a bunch. If you would like to share this episode with anyone, uh, you know, people are going to want to know how our million-dollar bet uh, shook out. Um, and, you know, Mark's parents were a guest on this show, although we didn't get them on mic, did we? No, unfortunately. Oh, they were they were here and the rest of your family? And they, the re- my extended family. Yeah, they were all here, all in the room, and I don't think we got any of them on mic. Which is really disappointing. I do think we uh, got the sound of my golden gamer gloves, though. That's so. right. That's right. Well, anyway, you should uh, share the episode regardless, perhaps with your extended family or someone who wants golden gamer gloves. Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. Collectively, we are at Nincart Society. Um, the show is also on Facebook. That's just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8-Bit Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers folding a giant check as many times as I possibly can and saying thanks for listening. Do you like Christmas? Uh-huh. Do you like Christmas movies, good or bad? Yeah. Do you like podcasts? Yes. Do you want a podcast that reviews awesome Christmas movies that a lot of people think that are bad? Yes! Well, Ross, you're you're in this podcast. Wait, what? Yeah, you're co-hosting this podcast with me, Jackie. <gasps> Let's do it! And we have special guests. It's called Most Wonderful Pod of the Year, brought to you by Campfire Media. Oh, I love it. So you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I'm going right now. Here's my phone. Merry Christmas. Let's oh, ring in the holiday. Campfire.